How did Far Far Away radio episodes usually start? Um, you don't want to remember. Just forget it. I'll tell you what. We had a great <laughs> intro. Okay, our music was awesome. We changed it a few times, but on the that first episode with Mallory and Meg that I just listened to, the song was "Happy." Bum, 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 oh, bum. I remember that. Should we get us out of here? Bum, 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 bum. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I like the Uptown Funk one a lot. I think that oh, was my favorite good. one too. Yeah, it's really good. Not about that. Tonight on Rogue Padron. As we go on, we remember all the times we had together. And as our lives change, come whatever, we will still be Star Wars forever. Were, were you? Were we supposed to join Ooh. in, or was that? You didn't have to. Okay, good. I wanted to, but then I was scared I would get the tune wrong, so I didn't. <laughs> it was just so and I was too busy crying because it Thank made you. me have emotion. Thank you, graduation <laughs> by vitamin C. Chewie, <laughs> get us out of here! Welcome to the galaxy's biggest podcast. Hello there. This is Rogue Leader. All wings report in. This is Far, Far Away Radio. The future of Star Wars lives here. Impressive. Most impressive. Here they come! May the Force be with us. Rogue 6, standing by. Rogue 7, standing by. Rogue 3, standing by. There is a great disturbance in the Force. That thing's operational. I'm a Jedi. Like my father before me. Your home for sweet, sweet Star Wars loving. (laughs) Hello, listeners. Welcome to Season 14, Mission 9, Episode 100. Is it still that? <laughs> was the last one 121? I don't know. It's, no, it's, I, it's all thrown off now that Padralorian's in there. We shot ourselves <laughs> in the foot. I have no idea. <laughs> we should have seen this coming. Yeah. <laughs> Episode 121 of Rogue Padron. Tonight, we are having a very special episode. This is our last main show episode for the rest of 2K19. And this is our very special Far, Far Away Radio reunion and Tross Speculation Spectacular. Yeah. So So, I do have to remind you about our host. Oh, wait. So that would be Far... Hang on. Wait, where's my cursor? Far, Far Away Radio reunion and Tross (laughs) Spectacular... It's our Far (laughs) Atross. Far Atross. That's an excellent acronym. Far Atross. Yeah, it's it like, a, like bird. a Star Wars character. <laughs> it does, doesn't it? A creature. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess for those of you who don't know, um, Far Far Away Radio was the show that I got my Star Wars podcasting start on. Um, and for a long time, Rogue Padron was part of the Far Far Away Radio network. So that's why we're bringing it back because... Firefly Radio started after Disney was purchased by Lucasfilm and the sequel trilogy was announced. And now that the sequel trilogy is coming to an end, we felt it 
like it was time to have some fun and a little little walk down memory lane tonight. I'm sure I've told you this before, but like Farfari Radio was like the first Star Wars podcast I got really into. And uh-huh. it was because like Megan Mallory were on there. Also, Austin was good. So, like, (laughs) I mean, yeah, that was my entry point into the fandom as well as being the editor for for Far Far Away Radio, and I certainly wouldn't have found Megan's have to start Rogue Pod if it hadn't been for Far. So, Danny, you saved my life by being (laughs) (laughs) happy to oblige. (laughs) So, a quick reminder of your hosts. If Saf, Rogue Seven, was a ramen topping, <laughs> she would be corn because she brings a good bite of sweetness to all the salty. Aw, that's really cute. That's very cute. <laughs> I'm very excited about this being our thing today. <laughs> <laughs> I hope everyone ate beforehand. <laughs> Danny, Rogue Six, would be the chashu pork slices because I feel like ramen isn't ramen without them, and we aren't Rogue Padron without Danny. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that sounded evil. No, I just, I just really like making people feel good. <laughs> you just compared me to pork. Yeah, I fucking love pork. Yeah, pork ramen is so good. Yeah, yeah, like, <laughs> come on. I had some tonight. It was delicious. Yeah. Um, and then we also have two Rogue Padron members who are not here tonight. So Ash, Rogue Nine, would be Menma, which is the marinated bamboo and preserved bamboo shoots, um, because they're both unassuming, but also wonderful and are very complex. Mm. And then Heath Rogue Three would be seaweed, because like that's the most basic <laughs> thing you have in every rock. But also, I love seaweed. And I love, I love seaweed. <laughs> you know, I didn't even think about it, but it's kind of in the grand tradition of Far, Far Away Radio for not all of our hosts to be here for this episode. It's truly Truly, it's very yeah, cool. this is just fitting. There's one thing we did, it was not be there. We <laughs> <laughs> did not have all the hosts there. We, su- we had to succumb to the weather at least once a week. So many times. But the funny part is, these this is usually the three people who would show up. <laughs> it's so true. Yeah, and so from Far Fire Radio, we have Mallory who is a big old pat of butter on top to bring the extra richness that makes us all feel satisfied and cozy. (laughs) I love it. And we have Austin, our pod father, and he would be the shredded leek because it's an absolute staple of ramen. And Austin has been a staple of my Star Wars podcasting experience. Aww. So excellent. Oh, and I'm Meg Rogue Leader. I was going to say. <laughs> yeah, it was Meg. Sorry. I'm Meg Rogue Leader, and I would be the show you egg, because yes! you should have as many of those as possible in your life. Like, you should spend as many hours of po- as possible with Meg. I, last time I got ramen, was right after uh, the egg episode of The Mandalorian came out. Yeah. And I went out with all of my friends, and my best friend Alex hates eggs. So when he ordered ramen, I was like, hey, hey can I have your egg? And he was like, absolutely. And so as, as his ramen was arriving, I was just on the table chanting like, egg, 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 egg. <laughs> I always it was a really good egg too. Egg. I always order an extra egg when I get ramen. It's, it's so good. Ramen yeah. egg is just the best. Oh, chef's kiss. So we're not talking about it on the episode, but I'm curious, Mallory and Austin, have you been enjoying the Mandalorian? I'm, I'm assuming you're both keeping up with it. Yeah. Overall, I really like it. Um, I did not care for the last episode very much. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. super disappointing and super, like, kind of boring, honestly. 
Um, but overall, I really, I've really liked it. How does it make you feel to see baby Yaddle now that you also have a baby? <laughs> okay, but for real, like when I watch The Mandalorian, usually it's at like the middle of the night and it's dark. And when I see Finn, yes, my baby's name is Finn. It's amazing. Um, <laughs> he like has really dark eyes. And so it kind of looks like baby Yoda. And honestly, Elaine just sent a little present for him and it's a baby Yoda hat. So <laughs> he is definitely my baby Yoda. It gives me feelings. That's perfect. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much ditto everything Mallory said, except the baby stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Super disappointed in the last episode. Before that, it's pretty good. And to hear our full thoughts on that episode, listen to the Podrilorian. <laughs> yep. Do it. You're right there. They're very similar to what Mallory and Austin just said. Yeah. <laughs> but more. But more. But deeper. <laughs> but for an Baby hour Yoda. and ten minutes long. Baby Yoda is, like, unfair. Like, it's... It's, it's un- ridiculous. <laughs> Unparalleled. Like... Yeah. It covers up so many other things about the show that aren't great. Because you're just like, oh... Now I'm distracted by Baby Yoda. <laughs> That's such a good take. <laughs> it's true because we're like, oh, I'm mad about this, mad at this. Look at Baby Yoda's little <laughs> teeth. <laughs> it's just like everything. Um, anyway, Baby Yoda. Hey, Mallory. So do you have a... Do <laughs> Believe it or not, I do. Whoa. <laughs> Memories. <laughs> that good. So for the mini discussion today, I'm pulling out a classic. Which is Star Wars, Would You Rather? Yes. Yes. And to be fair to myself, I did just have a baby. And I was told like three minutes ago that I was going to be (laughs) doing this mini discussion. So I have three Would You Rathers. That's perfect. Okay. So Would You Rather never watch Rogue One again Mm. or never see episode nine? Mm. Never see episode nine. Mallory. I'm starting on the big, guns. big guns. This is tough because I just watched Rogue One today, and oh my god, it's so good! It's so good. <laughs> Do I but, get to read the episode nine novelization? No, you can never know anything about episode nine. Oh, oh, wow. oh no! Can I continue to read the Rogue One novelization? Yes. Okay. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna pick never watch Rogue One again because I love the novelization oh and. I can also just read the novelization. I could play the movie in my head, basically, because uh, I've seen it enough times. Mm-hmm. And also, I would literally not be able to handle never knowing anything about episode nine in my life. Yeah. You've got to see that conclusion. Yeah, yeah like, I, I'd be able to not watch it as long as I knew what happened, but, like, not ever knowing what happened, but and, like, also, for some reason, not being on Twitter anymore and therefore not ever knowing what happened like that's too much that's too much yeah (laughs) yeah i was trying to i was trying to convince myself that like i could write my own ending and like be okay with like some fan fiction you know versions of episode nine but i don't i think that i agree like i've seen rogue one enough that i can hold on to those memories i gotta know what they're actually gonna do for nine yeah rogue one is amazing and beautiful and i wouldn't want to not ever watch it again but like y'all said i've seen it so it's going to be with me no matter what. And I do want to know what happens. Okay. So unanimous. Yeah. We all want to see episode nine. Okay. Very good. <laughs> Don't let okay. us down, JJ. <laughs> they just took a big gamble on you, Abrams. Ooh, say, a lot of pressure, JJ. We know you're listening. <laughs> okay. 
So would you rather not be able to have any snacks at the movies ever again or have to have someone eat nachos next to you during all of episode nine? (laughs) Never have snacks ever again because up until like being being an adult like 19-ish years old, um, we never got snacks at the movie theater because we were that family that was like, I can just, I can buy a whole box of popcorn for $6. (laughs) Um, And like, so we would just never buy concessions. And I would murder someone if they were eating nachos the entire time. (laughs) Didn't that happen to you, Mallory? That has happened at every single Star Wars premiere that I've gone to. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so you all know how I feel about or what I would choose. I think I one. would murder them just because I want the nachos. Um, <laughs> oh my god, are you a nacho eater? <laughs> no, I wouldn't. To be fair, I wouldn't eat them at the cinema. Um, okay. But I do love nachos. <laughs> so I would be mad because they'd be loud, but also because I really want nachos. Uh, so I think I would go with no snacks because I almost never get snacks anyways. So it's no big deal. Yeah, I'm going no snacks as well. I respect all of you. I mean... I feel like the last few times I've been to the movies, like people have been noisy anyway. So maybe the not like maybe I would be even more cranky because I don't have my own snacks to distract me. But the nachos are like right next to you, especially if it's like infinite nachos. It so would be, like, yeah. Oh, so so like, it's the, all the whole movie. Yeah, yeah. It's so not they're just never like, gonna okay, run it'll be ten out. minutes and then you'll be done. No, wow, they per- never run out. But that might be okay too because then I at least have the sweet, sweet you know satisfaction of knowing that that person is going to be sick for days. <laughs> <laughs> that is too many nachos for one human to eat in that amount of time. Especially like movie theater nachos. Right? Yeah, that could like, not be good for a you. Disaster. <laughs> okay, the final. Would you rather? I think everybody answered right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, would you rather? Only listen to the episode four audio drama instead of actually watching episode four or only listen to the episode five audio drama. You have to choose. Episode five. Oh, but I've never seen episode five. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's so an easy one for you, Seth. For you. <laughs> uh, it would definitely be the episode five audio drama. I would say episode four because I like my Owen Lars. <laughs> it was so good. <laughs> yeah, but they they made a cameo in episode five too. They did. And you know who wasn't in episode four? Is it Danny? This is no. I was in episode four. I was Greedo. Oh. Um, but who wasn't in episode four was Rogue Two. This is yeah. Rogue oh Two was God. really good. <laughs> That's what I was thinking of when I picked episode five. Was no. Rogue Two. Sarah and I literally just watched the first forty five minutes of Empire before coming into podcasting just now, and I like every time I'm just like I was just making a parody, right? Like there's no way, but literally he says it like ten times. <laughs> he does. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I I think about that all of the time. <laughs> I do. I mean, I can't watch either of those movies without just hearing the audio dramas because I had to listen to it <laughs> over and over again. <laughs> all the time. So, I don't know. Probably, I'd probably listen to the Empire one. I think it's the one I spent more time on, so I wouldn't want to never be able to listen to that again. Yeah. Fair. So good. <laughs> okay, that's all I have for you. Amazing. Amazing. Ooh. Um, for listeners who didn't understand that, Farfar Radio did audio dramas of A New Hope and Empire Strikes Back. That's the name of that movie. Yeah. <laughs> and there's and still some were... of the best like Star Wars fan content that's ever been produced to date. They're they're really excellent. And like 
especially in the editing, so much effort and time and work and like in the narration was also like put hours into. Oh my god, the narration. Yeah. Yeah. So I definitely, if you if you want to go back and check out Far Far Radio, like at least listen to the audio dramas because they are chef's kiss. They're so. I'll link them in the show notes. (laughs) Yeah. Unlike with poor Ben Warman, I'll actually do it this time. Oh, did you not do it, Danny? I forgot. (laughs) I'm sorry, Ben. We still think you have a great streaming voice, though. (laughs) All right. Let's talk about some Star Wars. Uh, uh, It's the final Star Wars. Ever. As far as we we know, this is the last movie because no one's talked about movies. Right. We're too busy firing directors for them to actually be able to make movies. (laughs) Yeah. Which, honestly, good on him. Yep. <laughs> yeah, so it's been, what, six years to get to this point? Six uh, years. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 20, 2014, 2013? When was the first episode? Uh, well, far, well, TFA came first, out in 2015, so it was two yeah. years before that, right? Yeah. yeah. The first episode that Mallory Meg was on was May 1st, 2014. Oh, wow. Oh. So five years, oh my God. <laughs> and that was the episode that started um that was the episode after that first cast picture mm-hmm. that round table um came out and we were just guesting on because mallory and i were bloggers for far far radio and then they're like oh wait <laughs> so had the three of you ever like had a conversation before or was that podcast literally like the first time you all really and in- truly interacted like that like a Skype conversation? No. Yeah, this it was like the first time we had one talked as an entire group. Yeah. yeah. Um, but then like also like talked where we could hear each other's voices. Wow. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Yeah. yeah. And I'll never forget, I was kind of nervous at first, like wanting to say something, but not really sure about it. And then I just said something like, um, can I say something? And cut <laughs> off, I don't remember who I cut off. It was probably like Andrew or Chris. And I caught him up and I was like, can I say something? And then you asked me to come back. It was a miracle. Aw. <laughs> you were all like, oh, was so rude. I was like, oh, I'm just such a such a butthead. But I had something to say, apparently. <laughs> but that kind of became your running joke, I feel like, on the show, was that you were the sass master. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you were. Absolutely. I had to say something. That's absolutely what happened. <laughs> I have something to say. Move. <laughs> Shut up. Mallory has an opinion. <laughs> I got words for you folks. Yeah. So I refer to that period, AKA like episode eight was, I think the episode seven or eight that we started on. That's the peak far, far away radio. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. They, they were just getting warmed up until that point. Right. Working out um, any audio troubles and stuff like that yeah. until warming it up until we got there. That's right. <laughs> But that is how we got together, and we are still friends because friendship is magic. Just so like so magical. Yeah. yeah. How many how many different podcasts has this like spurred? Because there's Legends of Lore and Rogue Pod, but then there's also Avatar State, right? And yep. Billy uh-huh. in bed. Mm-hmm. Yep. So five. Yeah, a lot. Rogue Pod. Yep. Like, and then from Rogue Pod, Skyhoppers happened. So. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. 
And so the whole like, legacy, just like the Jedi. Oh, so many emotions. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, first question: How has your feelings towards Star Wars changed over this period of of time? I sound like Yoda. Who, Austin or yeah, me? Yeah, Austin just made a Yoda sound. <laughs> I was like, like, wait, what? I did not know what to say in response to that. It's like, I didn't ask a Yoda question. <laughs> no, Meg, I would never, never say something so rude to you. Well, I guess it's a hard question because I feel the same sort of nostalgia that I've always felt for Star Wars since... Um, since Disney purchased everything six years ago. Um, But I also think just my perspective on how much these movies impact people has changed. Um, Because before before the Disney purchase, I was just very uh, internalized with my fandom. So I, I had family members that enjoyed it. I had a couple of friends that also enjoyed Star Wars. But then um, with the new movies coming out and the opportunity to see them in the theater, I was just so excited about it that I was like, I'm going to join Twitter just so I can watch and see what all the news is. Um, and then, I mean, everything kind of took off from from that point, at least with like meeting all of you and just being the most awesome friends in the world for all of these years to be able to talk about the, the themes and the ideas in the movie so much more in depth, more deeply. Um, so I think I still have that nostalgia, but it's just um, deeper thoughts that I that I have about it. And I think more critically about the movies for sure. Yeah, I think that my feelings about Star Wars have the best way to say it is that they've become stronger. <laughs> like the things that make me happy, I feel more strongly and the things that make me unhappy, I also feel more strongly. <laughs> So, like, I've just gone from, like, being less apathetic, I guess, all across the board. And that's mostly a product of just because, like, this is my primary social group is y'all Star Wars Twitter. And so, like, we all we all feel these things when when this franchise does things. We all share that experience and feel whether it's happiness or anger or something mm-hmm. else. We all, you know, g- generally feel similarly. And, and that a- amplifies my feelings, I suppose, if that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. That does. I think I've kind of gone the opposite and chilled out a lot more about it. <laughs> um, like, not so much that, like, I don't care about it as much, but more like I'm a lot more chill <laughs> in general, uh, just in life even. So, like, when Star Wars does things, I'm like, it's just Star Wars. Who cares? Like, I mean, I love Star Wars a lot. And, again, like, one of my primary social groups is because of Star Wars. Um, and, yeah, it's just, like, I don't care about, like reading everything and ingesting everything that's not the right word but you know what i mean um <laughs> like a snake <laughs> like a snake it. i don't worry about like swallowing it all whole yeah this, um, the big star wars egg swallowing it whole <laughs> yeah i don't do that anymore i just kind yeah. of i'll read a book if i have to podcast about it or if it's particularly like piquing my interest like alphabet squadron um and i'll engage with games if i think they look cool but otherwise i'm like i'll do the things i want to do i'll hang out with the people i want to hang out with and otherwise it nothing matters. It's all good. Right. Not in a nihilistic way. Like because right. <laughs> we're all gonna die anyways. Taken in space kind of way. Yeah, yeah. Um yeah, like whew. for me it's been hmm Star Wars. Um <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely one, 
I think being part of like Star Wars Twitter has definitely um, taught me to be more critical of like the media that I'm consuming mm. and make me a better person <laughs> in that kind of respect that like I I care more about like not just if that movie was like fun or not but like also about is was this like a not a good movie because not in that like film snob kind of way but like did this movie do right by the populations that care about it? Um, and I think like that has been really important to me. And man, uh, I mean, so this is less about star Wars and more about like why podcast star Wars podcasting has been really important. Um, and it's like I got into Star Wars podcasting right as I was like starting to get really, really, really burnt out from like running conventions. Um, and so it gave me that same kind of like community and social group and like purpose that I was getting from anime cons, but not in such or also like um, other pop con- pop culture conventions, but like without at that time because it was much smaller community, like without the like really bad toxicity and like overworking that I was getting from anime con. Um, And so like, it was a really nice place to transition to and kind of recover from, but still have like a really good community. And then like still having all of you, during some like particularly very hard times of my life. Um, like I, I honestly don't know like how I, how I would have done if I didn't have all of you. And, um, you know, and if, and if we weren't friends and if you hadn't cared about me and if I didn't have this place to go to, um, you know, every week or whatever, where even if everything else was bad, I knew I at least had one night with my friends where we could have fun. Um, And as like seriously as we took Star Wars, we never took it too seriously, uh, which I think is very important. Definitely. Um, Yeah. And it, it continues like podcasting either with Rogue Padron or like Avatar State or Jelly Tarts um, has continued to be a lifeline for me. Um, and like it's it's become such an important thing that like regardless of how I feel about Star Wars, because it does ebb and flow, that like will be what Saf, what are you doing? <laughs> sorry, she put a bunch of threes in the show. I'm sorry, notes. I knocked my mic and it started typing for me. <laughs> um Regardless of how I feel about Star Wars, like, there will always be a place to talk about what I do care about in Star Wars, even if that isn't, like, the main things that are coming out and stuff like that. And, like, I think that's the most important thing that, like, Star Wars getting so huge has taught me is that it's okay to have your niche stuff and not imbibe everything that's out there. Even if you are a Star Wars podcast. (laughs) (laughs) 
I just kept talking. I'm sorry. No, it was so good. Talk forever. (laughs) (sighs) So anyway, Star Wars is good, actually. Yeah. It's all right. Yeah. Star Wars is good. Some of the Star Wars fans are not great. (laughs) (laughs) We're good. You know who you are. Yeah, you know who you are. Probably not listening to this right now. (laughs) (laughs) You're not. (laughs) I think by this time, you're like, I'm done with those people. All right. So this is a little bit of an easier question. Um, What new character from the sequel trilogy has meant the most to you? Ooh. So just from the sequel trilogy, not Rogue One, okay. not Solo, not Mandalorian, um, because obviously we would all say Baby Yoda. Changed <laughs> our life forever. <laughs> just, just the sequel trilogy. Am I allowed to say Porg? You're yeah. To say, yeah. Okay, Porg. Why? Because it's a bird. <laughs> <laughs> and like, it's everyone's favorite, and it's a bird, and we didn't have that really. Because the steel pecker came out, and I was like, yes, finally a bird. And everyone hated the steel pecker for some hey, reason. Hey, not everyone! Right. And then finally, a small underground resistance has risen to defend the steel pecker's honor. I have yeah, a genuine question, it. though. Did anybody actually have an opinion about the steel pecker? <laughs> Apparently they did, because it got very heated this year during the creature madness. Oh, creature madness? Okay. Because I was like, wait, is this some discourse that I... I mean, the only reason they had an opinion about it was because it was going up against the porg. Like, mm. otherwise. That, that... <laughs> hey, I love... I've loved the steel picker since I first saw The Force Awakens. I was like, that thing is cool as hell. Thank you. Hashtag Team Steel Pecker. I, team Steel I Picker for that steel. Tank top, so... Yeah. I wear that thing proudly every day. Every day? Every day. <laughs> it, Almost every day. Not when I'm working, obviously. Because <laughs> I'm not allowed to wear blue. Alright. I kind of want to say BB-9E. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's legit. Brand. Yeah. Not I think PZ? It's, I think it's true as well. I do love PZ, but <laughs> PZ hasn't done as much for me. Um, I, feel, I feel like BB-9E has, like, been your... It's it's your, She's your daughter now. <laughs> she's my daughter now, yeah. Like, my little Sphero brought me a lot of joy and, like, became, like, an anxiety helper kind of thing. Um, and, like, I have so many BB-90 things that, like, bring me joy because, like, the way I've gotten them has been, like, with friends or stuff like that. Um, and, yeah, it was really nice just having, like, a really cute droid that I could get really into that, like, yeah, sparked joy in me in the in the way that, like, most other droids haven't, which mm-hmm. is really nice. I wish I could say L3, but she's not even from the sequel trilogy and also is not true. Great. Also, <laughs> no. <laughs> also, yeah. ugh. Well, she might be in the sequel trilogy after the next movie. Runs do over. not, do not say that. Do not say that. Oh, uh, gullet. That's not sequel trilogy, Austin, sir. Well, I have uh, a theory about that. Oh, do you? Oh, what is this theory? Borgullet. Love to hear it. The the Luke Skywalker is actually Borgullet. That's why he was so out of character. And he wasn't real, even out of character, Danny. The real Luke Skywalker. No, I saw a lot of people on the internet telling me that Luke Skywalker was out of character. In the, last Jedi. <laughs> the real Luke Skywalker is coming back in episode nine is going to explain away how Borgullet <laughs> was playing the role of Luke in episode eight. I could see that happening. Yeah, um, totally. Um, Maybe, maybe Ray. I don't know. I didn't, I haven't felt like there have been any characters that I got personally attached to. Like I love Finn. I love Poe. I love Ray. I don't know that I got personally attached to them um, and that they 
they meant a ton to me in that way. But Ray has been cool to me because she meant a lot to my younger sister who really didn't get into star Wars. I had shown them to her. She'd watch them with me all the first six, but then Ray being in the force awakens, you know, that was kind of the, the spark that got her really interested. And she loved the force awakens and the last Jedi. So just seeing what that could do, what Ray could do, you know, for, for my sister and knowing that she's also, impacted a lot of other people in that way yeah i feel similar i like all of the new characters that the sequel trilogy has but who has meant the most to me or who have i like connected the most Mm -hmm. with is kind of a hard question um i did really like holdo and i felt very invested in her character when when you first see her in the movie when you see just a woman in power. Um, I don't know if like, you know, she meant the most to me, but I do think that she had an impactful role. Um, and I do think her character had a lot of meeting, uh, meaning in The Last Jedi. So I like I like almost all of them, but I really like Holdo. So I'll go with that one. That's good. I feel like you don't hear much. You don't hear that as an answer much. So that, that's nice. And that's a really good point, too, about the role she played. I do really like Holdo. She's so pretty. And I do. She's so pretty. (laughs) I remember how mad people were when I said on Twitter, like, obviously she's gay. Have you, like, have you looked at her? And a bunch (laughs) of straight people got mad at me. And they're like, you can't stereotype what gay people look like. Oh, my God, Seth. And I was like, have you seen gay people? Have you seen the gay? Because I can tell you, all the queers at Game Dev currently have purple hair. True. Not anymore. That was like the phase of that year. But like, right, I was like, was... straight up, all the queers you can tell who they are because they have purple hair. It's like, it's, just, it's true. 20, 2017. Yeah. Yeah. It was a true thing. Yeah. As a former purple hair myself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Everyone has that face. Yeah. Um, minus Finn. Finn. Doc's Pikachu Doc gif. Yeah. <laughs> Surprise. <laughs> it's Finn. Um, I just. I love him so much and he is just the, the goodest person mm-hmm. just so good. And I really hope episode nine does right by him. I will say, I think, I think episode nine could change my answer on this for sure. Yeah. 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 Because coming out of the force awakens, I think I could easily have said Finn for this answer. Mm-hmm. Right. And then I, I feel like I got disconnected to him in The Last Jedi. Yeah, agreed. So, yeah, depending on what happens to him in Episode Nine, could definitely change it. Yeah. I actually also really want to say Rose, because she's just like an unconditionally optimistic, working class, like, just sweet person who mm-hmm. loves, like, loves the Fathers so much, like, hates... Well, you're both hate. girls. So. Yeah, exactly. But like, she also like hates Canto Bite because of how it treats people. She's like a little, she's a little fighter. She's scared and she doesn't think she's a hero, but she's, she's a fighter. And she is, in my opinion, like the core of what Star Wars is. And I really like looking over at my laptop, uh, not my laptop, my monitor, like I have a Rose figure like there and I don't <laughs> buy very many figures. Um, so yeah, like apart from BB-90, like Rose, I think has been the m- most of me. She's so such a relatable character. 
But like, I yeah, think, I think that's been a strength of the sequel trilogy is all of the heroes have been extremely relatable characters. And I think that's part of like, I don't know if anyone on this panel of podcasters would say that we relate to Ben Solo, but I think that that's part of why that character oh, is so I polarizing. Do. Okay. Fair. I, I yeah. actually do. I have like, I don't anymore, but like m- the way I felt um, before, like, I found a support system and before I like had the stuff I have wrong with Mm -hmm. me diagnosed when I felt really like isolated and stuff I could definitely identify with how Ben Solo talks and acts like I wouldn't have become like a mass murdering Nazi (laughs) like not at all but the idea of like feeling like you're destined to be a monster and that like you've got nobody to turn to um and also like wanting to find that one person or like someone that connects in the same way that you can like kind of lean on like that i can't identify with mm-hmm. yeah so there you go a, a very relatable and real characters for the time that we are in now i think especially mm-hmm. yeah definitely yeah absolutely okay so right now the rise of skywalker press tour is starting um, but from the TFA and the TLJ press tours, what were your favorite moments? Mine is the <laughs> what's in the box with John and Gwendolyn. Oh, it's so good. Oh, it's so good. I have to watch it, it every time it comes up on my Twitter because yeah. it's just so perfect. It's <laughs> so good. Oh, my God. I forgot about that. <laughs> it's the best. I think mine is... Carrie Fisher during the premiere for the Force mm-hmm. Awakens on the live stream. And she was just, she didn't care. Oh, as yeah, always. she was having the best time. <laughs> and she was just messing with everybody else, messing with the hosts. She was loving it. I really liked, I think my favorite thing was like the peanut thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Between Daisy Ridley and Joel Boyega, because that was really cute. Um, and just oh, so sweet. I really liked that. Yeah, I feel like there was a clip of John Boyega watching a scene from or like a, a tv spot maybe and oh he it was like, when the trailer drops yeah and he like jumps off the couch and like runs oh around yeah the house. <laughs> that was so, so good oh my god when he, is when finn ignites the lightsaber oh that's right that's what it it's is all that he lost his mind yeah, yeah. oh that so that good. is a really good one and it was like him with his like dad and yeah, stuff. yeah his family oh <laughs> so sweet no, that's a really good one. I want to choose that one as mine now, but the first thing that came into my head was not actually part of the sequel trilogy press tour. It was part of the Rogue One oh. press tour when um, the actor who plays Bay's Malbus, oh Jang Wen, when yeah. he <laughs> oh my totally God, yes. revealed that Donnie Yen <laughs> is going to die and the look on Gwendolyn Christie's face. Oh my God, I will never forget that moment. Everyone's like, did, did he just say that How Donnie Yen... That- Dies? That was so funny. Oh my god, I totally forgot about that. People were so mad, but it was so good. The poor guy wasn't allowed to do press after that. Also, it's like, you know, he's he hasn't done American movies before. Like he didn't know what he was getting into. (laughs) Yeah, like my favorite thing. And he's sitting next to Alan Tudyk. And his face I, is like, oh man. I really love when actors like accidentally spoil things for movies. Because like on one hand, I'm like, oh, it kind of sucks that I got spoiled. But on the other hand, it's also really, really, really funny. So do you ever <laughs> like, when Harrison Tom Holland Ford... accidentally like spoiled stuff for Marvel, right. and now like all of the actors around him, you can see like when he does press now, they're waiting to just like slam their hands over his mouth, and be like, no, 
<laughs> not allowed. And I love it. Do you remember when Harrison Ford did the same thing for The Force Awakens? Yes. It oh was a uh, Twitter Q&A, and it was like, what was your favorite oh. part of the movie? And Harrison Ford is like, Ray and Kylo in the sword fight. <laughs> yeah. Oh, <my> God. <laughs> I am honestly surprised Harrison Ford wasn't like, oh, when Han got killed. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's what he was I'm surprised thinking. they let him have free reign. Yeah. Like, did they not think that he would? Yeah, like, what I would have done was assume he would have said when Han dies and not let him answer that question. <laughs> Oh boy. So I also yeah. feel like I need to shout out uh, Gary Fisher. Yes. Because Gary, Gary is an excellent, was and still is an excellent part of the press tours for the sequel trilogy movies. Absolutely. Gary's I really so hope important. we see him at some point before episode nine. Yes. Because I feel like I he's, Gary, he's been. I bet there. Gary will be at the premiere. I hope so. Oh. Yeah, he'll be there with Billy, right? Yeah. 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 That's Billy's plus one. <laughs> oh, that's so good. All right. So, The Force Awakens was the first movie of the sequel trilogy. <laughs> what was your favorite piece of speculation oh, about TFA? Oh, and oh. did it happen? We oh, said oh, so I know many my favorite. stupid things we said about so many TFA. <laughs> I know my favorite. Uh, the, the, theory, the theory that Luke was Kylo Ren, despite the fact that oh. <laughs> there was so much... Of everything saying that, that Adam Driver was behind the mask. Like, clearly it was Adam Driver. Like, the body height, the way he walks, everything about it was that he was obviously Kylo Ren. And yet, so many people were so sure up until the point that they watched the movie that Luke was Kylo Ren. Oh, my God. I don't still even remember me. that. Yeah. It was so yeah. funny. But it was what? because, like, you didn't see luke until the movie he was not in a trailer he was in no promotional mm -hmm. material whatever so these you know people went crazy with that they were like oh if they're not showing him he's got to be evil or something i bet he's kylo ren and yet i was right the whole time saying that he would turn up in the last five minutes of the movie you were so right i was so right <laughs> i think um, my I like favorite the speculation oh yeah, yeah. Oh God, the turtle, turtle. Well, Baba Joe the Turtle. That's fine, but yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. <laughs> that's okay. Credit Austin. <laughs> it's oh, true. Turk. Do you think that the Turkle will still come back to have a role in episode nine? No. If they go back to Jakku. If they go back to Jakku, yeah. Maybe. I mean, I know of multiple people in the Far Far Away radio family who have a vested interest in them going back to Jakku for specific small-time cameos to reappear on screen. <laughs> <laughs> I will say, at least the Turkle got more time than Zuvio. Sorry. Oh, that's a wow. low blow. He's not even here to defend himself. <laughs> that's the best time to pick fights with people. <laughs> Luke Skywalker said that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Um, I think my favorite piece of speculation was that Ray is Luke's daughter. Mm -hmm. I loved that idea so deeply <laughs> before TFA came out. I thought, oh my God, this is so great. Um, obviously it did not uh, happen. Mallory, I have news for you. It is it is still a highly debated, <laughs> legitimate Yeah, theory. people have not given up. It's people not... still think, people still think she's going to be revealed as Leia and Han's daughter as if that wouldn't totally undermine every oh. single character in, the, in this I trilogy. Mean, I I just, people... <laughs> It's not going to happen. Okay, let it go. I love the idea. I thought it was great, but it's not. It's not happening. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, 
Do I, I have one for TLJ. What's my favorite one for TFA? Um, Speculation was so wild for TFA because, like, for the longest time, we just didn't know anything. We didn't know anything. And then for right. months and months, we were speculating off of the one-minute teaser that came out at Thanksgiving. Which was mostly black screen. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. It was like, okay, so 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 John Boyega is in a stormtrooper outfit in a desert. Let's figure out the entire movie based off of this. Yep. He's definitely on Tatooine. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's what we did. Remember when we thought that every time a desert planet showed up, it wasn't going to be a new desert planet? <laughs> How naive. I, I don't think I ever thought that it would be Tatooine because they didn't film it in the same place. And so I was like, it obviously is a different desert because they didn't give it the same desert look. It's the different kind of sand. Yeah. yeah, it's a different color and everything. Yeah, Tatooine's is kind of dismal looking, but Jakku's like bright. That's true. I, I did really like the original speculation from the trailer that Leia was somewhat more Jedi-ish. Mm. Because in the trailer, we get her getting the lightsaber and Luke's like, oh, my sister has the force. But that shot's not even in the movie. Do you think that shot will be in Tross? Oh my god, I would love it so much. Some version of it, yeah, maybe. Well, wait, don't we see in one of the trailers Leia holding the lightsaber? Yes. For, yeah, so she, I yeah. think it's going to happen. Yeah. But what that, do I know? That's trust. That's trust. That's Sorry. Trust. Okay. All right. So what was your favorite part of TFA? The Jedi Steps, that Ooh. song, that John Williams song. And then when Ray meets Luke for the first time, oh, man, that gives me emotions. Oh, no, there's so many parts. There's so many things. Yeah. I think uh, I think for yeah. me it's the flight of the Falcon leaving Jakku. Oh, I just it was you know TFA was the first I saw a couple of the prequels in theaters, but I was young enough that I you know I wasn't super invested in it at the time. Um, so TFA was like my first like really as a Star Wars fan going to see a Star Wars movie in theaters, and just I just remember being on the edge of my seat at that point, just like moving back and forth with the Falcon as it was moving across the screen. It's just like oh my god, I'm having so much fun right now. What the heck? <laughs> what the heck? Oh, this is really hard. Uh, mine is whew, Mine is the 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 Tie Fighter escape. Yeah, that's really good. I think you you learn everything yeah. you need to know about those two characters in mm-hmm. in that scene. Yeah, everything with Finn and Poe in TFA is is just gold. Quality. Yeah. Quality. I think uh, I have two. Can I say two? You absolutely can say two. Okay, cool. One of them is the Ray and Kylo fight because I just really love that fight. It's yeah, just it's yeah. so good. Um, but the other one is when Finn uh, finds Ray at Stuckalo Base and she's just like, "Oh my god, you came back for me!" And they hug, yeah. and it's just, Aww, "Oh, yeah. I love that bit." Their so friendship good. is so good. So it makes good. me so happy. And oh, God, I love that bit. Really good. <sighs> also, Finn just grabbing the lightsaber and knows he. Knows that, like, Kylo Ren's definitely going to kick his ass, but still tries to fight him anyway. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wait, none of us said the moment when Rey gets the lightsaber, when she force pulls it to herself. Look, I'm counting that as part of the fight. Yeah. Okay, okay, because that's so good. <laughs> so, so good. There's so many good things in that entire sequence that I just yeah. cannot pick one. So I'm just saying the entire fight. <laughs> so good. Great. So, after TFA happened... It was it was a moment. Um, so how did you feel after that? Like, how did you feel about like the new Star Wars? The fact that we just had a new Star Wars. 
um, where it was going after this, like for that to be the first installment of the trilogy. Oh, I was all in. Fins up point. all in. Yeah, fins I was fins up all in. Yep. Yeah. yeah. So and that was excited. that was season two of Rogue Padron, and that was kind of when I feel like we really hit our stride too. So that was mm-hmm. that's that's the golden days right there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was I was absolutely like I had cried the entire time during TFA. Um, I was just so emotional. Like as soon as the crawl started, I was just tears. Oh I saw God. so many. I saw that movie so many times in cinemas. Like mm-hmm. it's ridiculous. Man, we saw TFA together. We did see TFA together. It was so good. It was amazing. It was, you know, a good month after it came out, but like but it was so good did. to like see that together. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's so exciting. Oh, great. So, fa- flash forward to the period between 2015 and 2017. Oof. So, Celebration Orlando just flashed before my eyes. Ugh, Celebration Orlando. <laughs> What a mess. That was a time. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. What? Okay, so what was your favorite piece of speculation about TLJ and did it happen? My favorite one was trying to figure out if that was a gravestone. Yes, <laughs> yeah, exactly what I that one. And if it yeah. was Mara Jade's or not. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm not picking another one because that's mine as well. Because that, that was is, yeah. the moment that movie ended. Like I saw, I saw that start like from the moment people started coming out of cinemas in America, and like until TLJ came out, and it was so like once people had the Blu-rays and could get actual shots of it, it was so clear it wasn't a grave, and yet nobody gave up on it. No, it's a grave. It's Marge's it grave. Oh, what a good time in fandom that was! What a good it was time. So so. I don't know. <laughs> right, like that was that was like the discourse that we had is like whether or not the grave, one, it is a grave, and whether or not it was marching. <laughs> I liked the idea that because I was still obviously on Ray as Luke's daughter at that point in time, and I liked the idea that it was Ray, like his daughter's grave, and he mourned it. Mm. I, like Mara Jade, I was like, that's that's crazy. Um, <laughs> but this was totally realistic. But this was totally realistic that Ray is his daughter and that's her grave. Yeah, makes sense. Totally makes it made sense at the time to me. Oh boy. <laughs> so on the on the note of rock formations on the island, <laughs> there was um, my favorite shot of the teaser trailer. It was so great that I took a picture of it when we saw it yes. in the hotel room. <laughs> Um, it, uh, it, it, one of the rocks kind of is shaped like Yoda. And so every, a lot of people were like, oh my God, is Yoda on the island training Ray? And all the rest of us sane folk were like, oh my God, Yoda was not on that island. Oh, and then of course TLJ know? came out and there was freaking Yoda on the island, not as the rock, <laughs> but he was there. So I don't even remember this at all. <laughs> I think I was so focused on the grave. You're probably too caught up in gravestone discourse to, to <laughs> I, miss the okay, smaller from the start, subset of Yoda from, discourse that was happening. I just want to say from the start, I I said it was just a rock and not a grave. So I will, I just wanted to be involved in the discourse because I found it very funny. It's so funny. It's, it's so funny. And it was grave. just like so harmless. <laughs> it was so obviously a rock and it was extremely <laughs> harmless and it was a lot of fun. It was, it was good stuff. Yeah. It's just stuff like that. Like I... Like, in that one respect, I feel like it'd be fun to be a filmmaker of Star Wars in that, like, what totally insignificant thing that we totally overlooked is the fandom going to, like, 
grasp onto and theorize about for years and we'll just be like no that was just there because literally a rock was that way and we weren't going to move the rocks like <laughs> we didn't, we didn't even think notice. about the rock yeah. yeah we were literally not allowed to move anything on this island right. it's a protected it, space uh, yeah the same thing happens in like game dev with like game trailers and stuff right. people will focus on like totally random insignificant stuff and be like this must be important and it's like n- no that's just there because we can't do anything about it. Like right, that's, that's just how just, it is. That's just a rock that is kind of shaped like Yoda, maybe. <laughs> 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 just a short rock. <laughs> oh, any other TLJ speculation? Gold. I feel like it was all mostly just Meyer and Ray parentage theories. It was. Yeah, there was a lot of that. Yeah, yeah. Ray Kenobi. I was Ray and Snoke. Mm-hmm. Ray Palpatine. Right. Oh we never said Plagueis. Snoke and Pal- yeah, Snoke and Plagueis. Oh yeah, oh Snoke is Plagueis. Can't forget. <laughs> yeah, or was there one about Ray's staff? What was the thing about Ray's staff? That oh, it's God, a lightsaber. Saber. Is that it? I don't remember. Yeah, that must have been it. I don't remember. Oh, there was also the one, the theory for a while that um, Kylo. What was it? It was something about like the flesh back that Ray has that's actually a flash forward for the last Jedi. And that's like, Oh yeah. Like Kylo and Luke doing something. I don't entirely remember it, but like there was some dumbass theory about how it's a flash forward. Actually. My eyes already had glazed glazed over. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Oh my God. There were a lot of really stupid theories. Like the idea that there was going to be another Death Star in that movie. Right. Like people were so sure there was going to be another Death Star. No, it's was, it was um, just miniaturized Death Star tech. Yeah, miniaturized Death Star tech. <laughs> um, which Rogue Padron called, just saying. We did. We said there was going to be a mini Death Star in there, and we were partly right. You were correct. You were correct. And I was honestly just really invested in the father ears the entire time. Like, yeah. that was, I was following those those leaks, and that was it. The horse leaks. <laughs> Every time I saw someone talk about the horse leaks, like, or like seeing people riding the the horse puppets, I was like, I'm in. Where is it? <laughs> Let me see these horse pictures. <laughs> amazing so then what was your favorite part of tlj mm, the fathers <laughs> they are really good also bb 90 also dj oh god uh. like <laughs> um oh my god i think I, mean, I, I think it is definitely the father like race like through kento bite i love that bit so much we just got so much good creature stuff in tlj between porgs Vulptex. Fathers and Thala Sirens. Like, who saw Thala Siren coming? That was nobody. Oh, no, wait. Literally yeah, nobody. no. Maybe maybe my favorite bit is actually the Thala Siren bit. Because <laughs> it's real good. Yeah, yeah. in the milk. It's pretty priceless. My favorite no, part it's, it's, I'm sticking with the Fathers. The Fish Nuns, that's fish fair. Nuns. Fish Nuns. Oh, good. yeah, so good. I I'm... honestly... Oh, sorry, Meg, go ahead. Oh, like, I really... I don't really have a favorite part. TLJ. <laughs> um, I think it's no surprise to everybody that like TLJ wasn't really my favorite Star Wars. Uh, I think it was well made, but like just not for me. Um, and if you did listen to Far Far Radio, I had a nine point presentation <laughs> about how it failed diversity. <laughs> Go listen to it. You probably was, need to. <laughs> just very important. Um, but like, I can't really think of a moment that like really spoke to me in the ways that like a lot of parts of TFA did. 
um, even like memorable lines and things like that. It, it's not it's not the same for me, um, but I did love I like I like Holdo a lot. I'm glad she was there. Um, obviously, her flying her ship through um, the. Oh. The thing. Yeah, that is definitely one of mine. My favorite part to see in cinemas because yeah. the reaction to it was so good. Yeah, and especially like the first time, I think that's definitely the most striking scene. Mm-hmm. I think in any Star Wars movie ever. Mm-hmm. Um, but like they killed Akbar, so really, where am I going to go after that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, Finn naked leaking bag. That's my favorite part. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. There we go. There we go. <laughs> so, so good. I honestly love the part right in the beginning when Luke throws the lightsaber behind him. Yes. As when I saw that the first time, I just will never forget how shocked I was. I was like, that is not what I was anticipating was going to happen at all. So that that's definitely, along with that, um, with Holdo flying the the ship uh and i think that's just amazing to watch so yeah those are definitely my two favorite parts of tlj um there's a few that i really like uh i don't know which one would be my favorite i i love the opening bomber scene Mm -hmm. oh yeah um i i really wish we could have gotten more of her because that's just such a great scene and she's seems like such a great character even though you know you only get a minute or two with her you can tell um the yoda scene is really good um oh the yoda scene the yeah greatest teacher failure is all that stuff i think that was a, a pretty good part um and then probably the reveal in the kylo and luke fight that luke isn't actually there just oh yeah that was reaction. i mean if anything from that movie the reactions in theater is what sticks with me because that's, I mean, that's almost what it was made for, right? It was made to make you say, what the heck is happening? Yeah. yeah. Um, between, you know, killing Snoke, which nobody saw coming or definitely the fact that Luke wasn't there. And I, I can remember like realizing this is not right. Like he's got the different hair. What's going on? This right. Is- yeah, yeah, But not but still, even when it's revealed, it's like, Oh my God, that really, that really happened. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, um, are we team Porgs or team Vulptex? Porg. Yes. Nope, Vulptex, because it looks like Luna. <laughs> I have to. We are team Porgs and team Vulptex. Yeah. Okay, great. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, so, for Tross, what are your first viewing plans? I'm most curious in Mallory's answer to this question. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Yeah. So, I'm going on the 23rd. Okay. So not on opening night. But not we too are, bad. Yeah. Yes, but we're, we're going to go down to my parents' house on the 23rd so then Finn can stay with his grandparents and John and I can watch the new movie. Nice. So I won't, I guess this answers the next question. Yes. So, say, yeah. so I won't be on social media for, what is it, like five days or something like that. Yeah. But, I mean, you can kind of, you can, you can survive five days without it. Yeah. I'll be fine. Can you? I think so. You I don't should. Know. You should. I'll try. Yeah. Austin, what are your what are your first few plans? Uh, I'm going opening night at the six o'clock showing. Ooh, got, early. Got a group of nine people. Ooh. So that should be fun. Nice. Um, I am probably going off of social media like now. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> I I think I'll probably 
find the premiere and watch the red carpet stuff because see if there's any fun shenanigans going on there. But other than that, I don't want to accidentally see like people's thoughts or anything. Yeah, Yeah, very smart. Yep, pretty much the same. Going to opening night. Um, I am so excited for opening night. I host trivia on Thursday nights, and I'm so excited for opening night that I quit trivia on my last gig is this Thursday so that I can go to opening night next week. (laughs) 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 Not really, but I I did. The timing worked out pretty well where I was planning to give up one of the venues. (laughs) And so I was like, yep, sorry, Star Wars is my last week next week. (laughs) Yeah, sorry. Oh, my God. That is commitment. Yeah. (laughs) Mm. Yeah, I'm going to opening night. Midnight premiere, because we don't get it any earlier here for some reason, even though Australia does. Well, um, you get it a whole day early. <laughs> yeah, but Australia gets it earlier than us. Oh, Australia sucks. Because of the time differences. They get evening viewings, and we don't really get the midnight premiere. Um, but, yeah, I'm going with a big group of my friends and, like, the people I've seen the last few movies with. Um, and, yeah, I'm not doing a social media blackout because I don't. I don't give a shit. <laughs> like, partly that, but also I've managed to not do a blackout the last few movies and not been spoiled for anything. So I'm going to take the gamble again because, like, the problem is that my main Twitter account, like, was my my personal Twitter account, but then became my main because of both Star Wars and game development. And it's hard for me to just leave it for Star Wars reasons, because I have other job reasons to be on there. Right. Um, so I just have to take the gamble and hope for the best. Yeah. Um, I'm going on Friday, so not opening night, but Friday afternoon with dinner leader. Um, and I am not, like, I probably just won't be on social media very much Thursday night anyway. Um, but, like, not purposefully going on a media blackout. I don't care if I get spoiled. (laughs) (laughs) So, like, yeah, we'll see what happens. Yeah. So, um, we can just kind of skip this stuff. Uh, So, no matter how likely or unlikely it is, what is your number one positive wish for Tross? BB-90. Oh, yeah. I want BB-90 back. Yeah. Also, okay. I also want Ray and Rose to be girlfriends. Yes. That's that's the other big one for me, is I really want them to be girlfriends. Yes. Agreed. Uh, ditto to all those. I <laughs> My number one wish is that um, Snap Wexley, a.k.a. Greg Grumberg, gets eaten by Claude. Yes. Wow. Agreed. <laughs> this that's a very specific wish. Extreme positive. I've been on this train since the Extremely first Claude picture came positive. out. And I'm not getting off now. <laughs> I just want the best for Finn, whatever that means in every way. So I just want him, I want the movie to end and I want him to be happy. That's all I want. That's my positive wish. Yes. Austin. Uh, I feel kind of selfish because I don't care about anybody except for our group. And so my main wish is that we, as a group, would be primarily happy with how this movie goes. Yeah. It would make us feel like this whole journey was like worth it, because it obviously was in terms of outside of the movies, but just to feel like, hey, we actually were okay with these movies, because in the end, they ended up going where we wanted them to. No, it's so true. These movies are what brought us together. That's not selfish. What the mind's very selfish. That's what BB9E there. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
I have two because Seth had two. Uh, one is that CB23 is going to be there. Um, and actually, a whole live action cast of the Resistance would be amazing as played by their voice actors because they pretty much all look like them. Um, and then also for Wedge and Tilly's to be there. Oh my God, yes. Yeah. Wait, I have one more. Okay. PC's <laughs> alive. Oh my god! But we know that PZ's alive. You keep telling us that. I know, her, but I want to see not a her. Wish if it's a fact, right, Seth? Yeah, it's not okay. Bitter is I want to see her. Okay, like okay. I want to see her again. Yes, okay. and so you can rub beautiful. it in people's faces that she's alive. And also because she's a beautiful droid. <laughs> I will. She's never tall and weird and blue. Live it down if PZ shows up in episode. Nine. <laughs> <laughs> I will hear. Yeah, about I'm gonna it rub it in your face. Dying day. You and I'm going to like a big old piece of I told you so. <laughs> yep, it's going to happen. But also, I just want to see her because she's such a cool looking droid. And we don't get enough weird looking female droids, in my opinion. So give it to me. Yeah. And like without obvious titties. So great. Right. The monkey paw is that PZ appears in it, but she's got titties now. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. That's the, the final finger. We found that. it. Final finger. That's it. That's the final one. Oh, and with that, we've wrapped up the last hanging plot thread for season 14 of Rogue Padron. Kind of all together. Okay, so we are recording this like three days after we recorded our last episode. We did get two responses to our listener question, and I want to just read them really quick because they're good responses. Okay, so last week we asked you what Wedge until he's named his Kitties. Um, did you two, did you read uh, Resistance Reborn by chance? No. Okay, spoiler <laughs> alert. Wedge Antilles has some space chickens called Kitties. Oh, my. <laughs> he loves them very much. Oh, he does. my God. What do, what do y'all think that Wedge named his Kitties? <laughs> uh. What do they call the chickens in Zelda? Oh, God. Uh... It's, like, it's, it's not just chicken. <laughs> There's another name for them. So he named them whenever they're called in Zelda. It's like a hilarious name. I'm looking this up right now. See if I can find it. Uh, I googled it. It's in Zelda chicken. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like it's... Cuckoo. Yeah, Cuckoo. There we go. <laughs> that is the name of There's the also a skeleton version called Bone Cuckoo's. <laughs> oh, no. Shut up. Oh, is there really? <laughs> it's Bone Cuckoo's. Bone Cuckoo's. <laughs> That's absolutely what they're called. That's the answer. I don't even want to answer now. <laughs> what were our listener responses? Dean? So we got one response from X-Wings in History who wrote, The Kitties are named after Wedge's dead friends. Biggs, Porkins, Dak. Absolutely Aww. not Grizz Fricks, because why would Stack pull right Wedge being sad about the one black guy to ever be in Rogue Squadron? And Corin <laughs> wow. Horn, who was brutally murdered by Kylo Ren a few years ago. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. I just changed my mind. That's what I want to happen in Tross. Confirmation that Cornhorn <laughs> was brutally murdered by Kylo Ren. Confirmation <laughs> that I never have to deal with this man again in my entire life. <laughs> like which which toxic dude do I like worse? I don't know though, because then it confirms <laughs> that Cornhorn is canon. Right, and that he exists. You're right. That would be guaranteed Ben Demption if he brutally yeah, murdered Cornhorn, so <laughs> Um, and then Abigail said, Kitties are probably intended to be like chickens, but because of their name, my brain keeps putting them as big chickadees. With their little black caps, they definitely look like pilots with helmets, so he named them after famous rebellion pilots. When he does get them back, it then Aww. gets really awkward around the resistance forces about who got the honor of having a kitty named after them and who oh, didn't. No. <laughs> oh, that's good. They're all just named Akbar. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. 
He's like, what? It's my favorite person from the, the New Republic. <laughs> oh, Akbar. Amazing. So we're not having a listener question because, like I said, this is our last episode, last regular episode until 2020. We'll still be doing the Podrilorian, um, as the Podrilor- as the Mandalorian is still happening. <laughs> and like, like I assume we're doing a, a Tross episode at some point. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, probably. Tweet us yeah. all your Tross feels. Yes. And all your like reminiscing feels, and all your mm-hmm. Mallory and Austin feels. Yes, Aww. and all your like listener podcast feels. Yeah, yeah. And you could tweet them at Rogue Podron on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> you can email us roguepodron at gmail dot com. Our website is roguepodron dot com. We have a Patreon, which is patreon dot com slash roguepodron. You can join there and get cool things like our Discord server access, which is very fun. You can subscribe via the Rogue Podron feed on iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, Spotify, Google, whatever other podcatcher you like. You can rate and review us on iTunes. You should rate and review us on iTunes because we like the stars. We have no reviews this time and that makes me sad. Someone on this also, podcast is a patron of Rogue Podron but is not in the Discord server for some reason. Who is that? Is, is it me? It's not Are, me. It's like, <laughs> no, it's no, it's like, it's like I don't pay you money. <laughs> <laughs> I have a baby to take care of. Yeah, I think it's you, Austin. <laughs> uh, wow. Cold what's out. It's a Discord. What do you do? What is it? It's like a well, hanging that's out app. like that's... a giant group chat. You know what? That's a question for for offline. <laughs> yeah, it's a question for another time. <laughs> okay. Well, this was magical, and we are all actually very excited for Tross. Um, it is coming up so soon. <laughs> so soon. <laughs> Even though oh my God. it felt like we weren't ever getting to this point. Um, but It's almost a week away. I know. It's really blowing my mind here. Um, there's so little time. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but we're re- thank you so much for joining us, Mallory and Austin. Um, and special shout out to all of our friends from Firefighter Radio um and and rogue padron who aren't here tonight we obviously are thinking very much about you and thank you for being a part of this sequel trilogy journey with us um but for now this is rogue padron wait wait also thank you to like all of our listeners and everyone who's been involved in this journey as well yes also because they are very important oh yeah so next time this is our special announcement and i swear we're we it's are happening. Not, we are not lying this time. This is not We're a joke. not. We'll be back in 2020 and we will finally be doing the Crystal Sargerin. Oh my so, god. Get your books. We <laughs> are going back Christmas. to classic Rogue Pod. Put it on your Christmas lists, your Hanukkah lists, your New Year's gift lists, or just go to a used bookstore and buy <laughs> one for $3. Yeah, <laughs> find that book. Send us pictures of your awful old books, yes. please. And your Crystal Star paperback. Oh um, my god, I'm gonna go take a picture of mine right after this. Yes. <laughs> yes. I, am, I am so excited. We are gonna do some classic Rogue Pod ridiculousness, and it's gonna be a really great time and a really good way to start off 2020. So go, please join us for that. It's gonna be a movement like 
uh, Courtship of Princess Padron was. It's going to be amazing. And it's oh going to it's going to be just like we did the X Wing book. So we'll have to. One of us will make a really poor quality graphic since our graphic designers and I can the make a graphic of the chapter <laughs> yeah, breakdown so you can read along with us. Yes, we'll have chapter breakdowns announced um, within before January, and. Oh my god, I'm so excited. I'm so excited to do it's this. It's gonna book. be so good. I'm this I'm was... keen for like classic terrible Star Wars. Yeah, this was one of the books that I grew up on. Uh one of the Star Wars books I grew up on. So I'm I'm really excited. <laughs> I'm excited to finally experience Wait, who wrote this book? I don't know. It's it's like someone who didn't write any other Star Wars book. <laughs> and there's a reason. That bodes well. <laughs> <laughs> but this book is so great. There's a centaur. <laughs> oh my god, there's a centaur? Centaur. Oh but anyway. My god. So everyone get ready. Everyone get ready for Tross. We hope it's everything that everybody wants somehow all at the same time. And until then, <laughs> this is Rogue Padron signing off. Pash out. Pew, 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 pew. Pew, pew, pew. Awesome, you got a pew. You got a pew. Pew, pew. <laughs> yeah. All wings report in. Red 10 standing by. Red 7 standing by. Red 3 standing by. Red 6 standing by. Red 9 standing by. Red 2 standing by. Red 11 standing by. Red 5 standing by. Julie, get us out of here! Do. Or do not. There is no try. Your powers are weak, old man. You can't win, Darth. If you strike me down, I shall become more powerful than you can possibly imagine. This part is over. Cash out! Cash out! By the way, it's gonna be I, feel so like I, should say, I feel like people think that I made the mashup of Bye 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 and I Want It That Way. That's just a Glee cover. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, I didn't actually I didn't actually mash up Bye 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 and I Want It That Way. That's literally just a Glee cover. <laughs> How did they know? How did they know that we would once need that? I don't know. I don't know. How, it was amazing. I was just like, because I was trying to figure out what to do with it. So I was like, I want to keep, I want it that way. But like, right. we've we've mashed up Ash into it. So like, I was just like looking at random mashups on YouTube. And then that one came on. I was like, this is it. You should take credit for it, though. Okay, I will. You don't have to tell anybody. <laughs> Great. I definitely will not include this in the bloopers. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, who who watches Glee these days anyways? Nobody. Yeah, it went off the air like six years ago. Oh, did it? I honestly did not know. <laughs> so you are correct. <laughs> Literally no. <laughs> Wait, yeah. we're getting two Mando episodes in one week? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, episode seven is coming out on Wednesday because they didn't want to interfere with Tross on Friday, I guess. Yeah. Right. Oh. Oh, so they both come... Wait, Wednesday. One comes out on the so, 13th. Wait, so Ben Lauren's coming out the day after Tross for me. Oh, yeah, it'll be the day after for... Oh, that'll be fun. You're not going to be allowed to talk about Tross on that episode. I'm not going to be able to talk about Tross! What the fuck? <laughs> it's going to be so weird. <laughs> oh, my God. I didn't even think about that. Oh, God, that's going to be Ooh. weird. That's going to be weird for sure. <laughs> it's going to be real weird. Yeah, thanks for inviting me to do this. Of course. of course. Thank you. Thanks for being here. You are potentially the most instrumental of all the far. Yeah. You are the podfather. I've seen other people get called that by other podcast groups, and I'm like, no! Oh, that's not how it's <laughs> No, there's only one podfather, and it's Austin. I mean, I do. There's only I one podfather, to... and he's younger than most of us. <laughs> <laughs>